if we were both dealing with like the business and building the business or both doing marketing, it would be probably yeah. challenging because we both tend to want to lead. We both tend to want to drive things forward. We both have ideas about things and how we want to do it. And I think what's unique about how we're structured is that I deal with all the technical things. Stacy deals with all the business and marketing things. And so, but also Stacy understands engineering from a product management perspective. So she understands what I'm doing. And I can also understand what Stacy is doing on marketing and business. Uh, I don't, I'm not as good as she is and I'm not as deep, but on a high level, I understand. So we, we can both understand what each other is doing, but we also respect the others, um, basically strength in those areas. So that allows us to, we're connecting on a higher level on what we want to do in the different areas, but we don't get into each other's business when it gets down into the details. Yep. (laughs) You got to bring up our fight. I mean, I'm usually right, but that's (laughs) It's not going to happen. Never, no way. Let's go back. Don't share that story. Hang on. Did I go too fast? You just jumped to purpose, which is you. You're a visionary. I see your connection here. (laughs) Love or work. Welcome to the Love or Work podcast. This is your host, Jeff. (laughs) And Andre. You're also a host. Yes. I didn't know we had to pronounce and explain that we were hosts. Pronunciation. That's a great way to start this episode. Oh boy, I'm going to really try. Oh boy, here we go. Because these two, it really matters to me to get pronunciation right, but I really probably will butcher this. And let's be clear, before we actually started recording, you said it At wrong. At least 50 times. Wrong. What? <laughs> We're gonna see. I okay. might like go back and do it yeah, again and Matt, again. Uh, uh, Matt, if if just be ready to edit, Matt. Yeah, if Andre doesn't do this right, we might just need to put a quick little segment in there where he <laughs> corrects her because we have it. Oh, yeah, we have it recorded. And so let's talk. Our listeners right now are like, "What is going on?" Okay, he's from Norway. Yes, and he has his letter. The first letter of his name is actually not even a letter. It's like an additional letter in the Norwegian language. Hang on. I feel like that was a little um, American viewpoint-ish. Oh, I'm just saying we don't even it have is a letter. this the letter Norwegian in the Norwegian le- letter. He taught us they English. have three more letters. And you just said it's not even a letter. It is a letter. It's just not a letter in America. I that That's what I was trying to say. Okay. I didn't mean to um, put down the Norwegian heritage yes. in any possible so way. Anyone's listening I from am part Norwegian. Nor- Are you really? Yes. Huh. I really should get this right now. Seriously, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me. Can I just say it once? Yeah, I'll tell you okay. what I think. This I'm listening. We really are intently. going to be speaking to Stacy Brinkman. That's the easy one. <laughs> really easy, Stacy and Ivan from Norway. That was pretty good. It wasn't too bad. Yeah, Matt, you're going to have to do a little comparison maybe coming yeah. up. Yeah, and Matt, could you just put right in this segment right here, could you put his expl- his <laughs> pronunciation, just insert it just and then... Just drop it. The proper way is even. Oh, Lord. Okay, so now that you heard his pronunciation, the question is, you can decide for yourself, was Andre right or wrong? Can, do you want to say it one more time? Even. Even. I think he said it a completely different way than <laughs> No. <laughs> okay, these two are awesome. Even. I don't want to. I don't want this whole episode to be about his name. What I do want it to be about is how great these people were. This was. I loved this interview. I was all in all time. It was great. It was the best. This is a couple that work together. They are running a startup company that is killing it right now. In Austin, now. Texas, based out of Austin, it's called Sips Buy. And it's basically a tea discovery service. So you buy the monthly prescription, but it's super tailored. Wait, not a prescription. I said subscription. No, you didn't. I work in the medical field. (laughs) You said prescription. I I work in medicine and probably write 100 prescriptions a day. So I might have said that. But what I meant to say (laughs) is subscription but super tailored. This is Stop. so awesome Stop because teasing me. Yeah, this is so awesome because I screw up every week. We edit you all the time. And this Jeff. is like literally the only time I'm that you said the wrong thing. Like in 10 two years. times. Okay. All right. But it's 
tailored to you. Sips so, by. Sips by. It's sips called. by. And that's two separate words. You got to look them up. It is some impressive stuff. It's and really we cool. really get into some good uh, information about tea, too. Absolutely. So, what should we be listening for? Okay. Listen for these three things. Number one, drunken Norwegian pickup lines. <laughs> that's a, it's one of the best stories. Number two, Elthanen. Uh huh. Did I pronounce that right? Ah! <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> and number three, negotiating ownership with your spouse. Yeah. Who's going to own the majority of the company? Mm. Ooh. Okay, I'm going to try one more time. Here is Stacy Brinkman and Oven. Oven. From Norway. So, um, Oven, like, I went to undergrad here. So, I'm a UT Austin alum. And I just fell in love with Austin. And I moved away for some time after I graduated and moved back um, in. I think it was August of 2013 and Avend, um had grown up in Norway and um, that's like literally where all of his family and friends are now still. But um, the, he worked for a semiconductor company um, called Energy Micro and semiconductors are microchips um, like Intel kind of. Um, yeah, just the small versions. These are the things that go into all the smart products, like smart light bulbs, smart speakers, smart smoke detectors. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But, um, okay. So in, he worked at Energy Micro. Energy Micro was acquired by a company here in Austin called Silicon Laboratories. And um, so he was a lead chip designer on a chip that like that had technology that this Austin-based company was really interested in. So Avend moved to Austin, is it September of 2013? Um, and so we had both like, it was so, it's actually like more happenstance for him to be in Austin than for me. But I also didn't have a reason to move to Austin. I just moved back to Austin because I love it here. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want to do more consulting with startups. And there are a lot of startups in Austin. I love Austin. It's where I want to be. And so I just like packed up and moved down here. So like the fact that we were both in Austin in the first place was kind of random and mm-hmm. cool. But um, anyway, so I went out Halloween shopping with a girlfriend. This is October of 2013. So like literally like a month after he moved here, two months after I had moved back, and I was Halloween costume shopping and it was a Friday night and I just wanted to go home. We got sushi afterward and I was like, all right, like, let's go home. I'm ready for bed. And she said, Stacy, it's a Friday night. Like, let's go out and have a drink. And it's probably like 9 p.m. Like, it's not that late. And so we went to a bar um, on like West 5th Street. And we're sitting at this table. We ordered wine. Like, we weren't, we just were going to have a drink and then go back home. And... Up walks this guy and he's just drunk as a skunk. Uh. And I like, he seriously, it's like 9 p.m. And this guy is, it's like all the red flags immediately. Like he's handsome, he's cocky, like very confident. And also he was, I tell my friends he was aiming wide. Like I was with a girlfriend and so he didn't like see me across the room and say, she's the one, you know, he saw two women sitting at a table. He's like, I'm going to go talk to both of these women. Right. <laughs> higher so, chances, higher chances. Yeah. Um, but he kind of like walked up, like just straight line, leaned on our table and he said, can you ladies guess where I'm from? Oh, no. <laughs> like, it's like his one his, his pickup line, right? It's his, with yeah. the whole thing. Oh, like, man. An accent and slurring because he's so drunk. I wasn't that drunk. <laughs> he was. In my, in my story, I'm not that drunk. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I basically, like, as he did that, I looked at my girlfriend and I was like, don't engage. Like, get this guy away from our table. Like, too many red flags here. And he's probably going to fall over on one of us. Right. And Um, We were both single at the time. And so she kind of started talking back and forth. And I was just kind of like, maybe one word answer to just not be completely awkward. And I think because I was not engaging, he started to focus more on me. And it was like a challenge or something. Mm -hmm. And, um, And I was kind of like 
giving him answers to get him to go away. And um, then just randomly, it's like nothing was working. And so he stuck out his hand and he has like very large hands. (laughs) He stuck out his hand and he said, dance with me. And I was like, what? No. And laughed. And I just said, no. And he had... And we were the only people in the bar. Yeah. Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. The whole bar is completely empty except the three of you, basically, right? I mean, there might have been like five people in there. And there's not like a band or a DJ. It's like music playing on overhead speakers. (laughs) No one on the dance floor. You know, this guy was just drunk and trying to do anything to like get attention like from me. And um. I think he held out his hand and he was like, dance with me. And I laughed and I said, no. And he, I tell my friends he had like a uh, beauty and the beast, like Gaston kind of reaction. <laughs> like no girl says no to me. Like, what is this? Like he was seriously confused that I said no. <laughs> and um, so he looked confused for a moment and then he held out his hand closer to me and more loudly said, dance with me again. <laughs> And I started laughing. I was like, no, like, uh, and kind of like took, um, like leaned back. And that's when he took a step back and he crossed his arms and he looked at me and he said, I bet I'm a better dancer than you. (laughs) So then it was like, we're going to challenge you now. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, and when he said that, okay. I was in show choir in high school and I did swing dancing when I was in college. And um, I have like, I always say I have like geeky white girl dance moves like through my 20s when I would drink and go out and dance. And um, and so I was like, actually, he's probably not a better dancer than me because like most guys from Europe don't really dance very well. <laughs> and um, I said, what kind of dancing? <laughs> and he said, any. And I said, ballroom. And he just like nodded and held out his hand. I was like, this is going to be a shit show. Uh, <laughs> but sorry. That's awesome. Um, so I stood up from the table. And when I stood up, I was like, holy wow, this guy is pretty tall. So um, I'm 5'9, he's 6'5. And, um, you know, I don't meet men that are that much taller than me very often, which is obviously something I like. Um, and so I was like, okay, he's tall. Um, and we went out and we started dancing and he's a really good fucking dancer. And so, um, little did I know that this like Norwegian guy that's drunk as a skunk in a bar in Austin, um, had taken salsa lessons for like a year and he's a fantastic dancer. So I I spent the year I danced every day. I went to multiple classes or multiple courses in two different salsa schools. Oh, this is hilarious. So, so he's an amazing dancer, and you're like, then what? Whoa, whoa, who, right? How's this night ending? And he didn't fall over in the dance. How are we landing this plane? So, he had a friend who was with him who was also from Norway, and that friend play, played like a wonderful wingman for him. He was like getting shots, and like that, <laughs> the thought of taking a shot now, like, makes my head hurt, you know. But um, back then, it was we were taking shots and we just kept dancing and drinking. And um, I was like, ready to go. I was like, I'm not going to close down the bar with these these like drunk Norwegian men, you know, I'm going to go home. Um, and so it was like 1am and I was like, all right, like I'm going to call it a night. And, um, he walked me outside of the bar and he asked for my number and I did like a hesitation, you know, like where the gut check. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, I don't know if I want, I dancing was fun. I don't know if I want to give you my number. And, um, he, the look on his face, um, this, I keep comparing him to like cartoon, like characters yeah. here, but it's like the look on his face was like Puss in Boots, you know, from Shrek, like the cat <laughs> with like the really sad eyes. He's seriously like, I don't know if that was like, he practiced that before he met me, but like, that was what his, his response to me hesitating looked like. And so I was like, only to go dancing. Like I'll give you, I'll give you my number, but only for us to go dancing. Yeah. We had such a connection when we were done. We danced for multiple hours. Yeah. And it was like, we talked and danced and it was amazing. And I got, I I, I felt a a feeling of desperation when I I realized that she might not, I might not see her again. Yeah. Uh, That was actually really scary, but uh, yeah. 
it ended, it turned out in a good way. We, I yeah. got our number and we met up again two, three weeks after. Yeah. So, yeah. And yeah, I was kind ever of like, since, huh? Yeah, it was, we met up two, three weeks after and it was like, we intended to go dancing, but then his work, um, he won Bob Schneider tickets and Bob Schneider is like a local Austin artist that I'm obsessed with. Um, it's like one of my two favorite musicians. Uh-huh. Um, so he texted me and was like, hey, I know we're only supposed to go dancing, but I got tickets to go to this this artist. He had no clue who Bob Schneider right. was because he's like brand new to Austin. And I was like, oh yeah, no, we can definitely go to that show. <laughs> and um, it ended up just being like an instant connection when we met up. And it was pretty fantastic. Yeah. So, yeah. And how long have you been married now? Uh, two and a half years. We got married in June of 2016. So, yeah. No, yeah. three and a half years. Yeah. Now, I'm curious, <laughs> because you guys come from two different cultures, um, how has that been positive or negative? Or what have you learned from about each other, given those different perspectives and worldviews? Yeah, I, I think there are. I learned a lot. Um, I think there are. The roles are a little bit different in Norway versus here in Texas, like at yeah. baseline roles. So there, there are more. There's more to add to that. But for instance, in Norway, you have men walking around with strollers in the park more than women, and so there, there are things that are a little bit different. And also, I think men are a little bit less gentlemanly uh, than here. Potentially, so there are some subtle things that people expect here that is not that natural, but that might also just be with me. So this might not be generalizing Norway, but it might be also just me. We had, we had, we had some things that initially Stacy felt like was missing. So we, but I, I think in, in big picture, we are very similar because Stacy has been traveling around. She's lived in Mexico. She's lived in other countries around the world, and so she has also seen a lot of different cultures. And so we, we've been very similar in many ways coming into this. Mm-hmm. So it hasn't been that much of cultural differences, I think. Yeah, I would say <laughs> there's like, in terms of gender equality, like mm-hmm. Norway and like, I think Scandinavian countries generally are just where it's at um, mm-hmm. for me. Like, I mean, from everything I've learned and know and know from, you know, being uh, having this guy as my partner, uh, there's, and I think you can kind of contrast that, you know, to here in the States or here in Texas. And I think, um, there are certain things that come along with that, you know, like in Scandinavian, my impression, at least from knowing him is like Scandinavian countries, they're a lot more like practical, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like, he's very practical practical and pragmatic and it's like um they're not showy like i think the biggest things when we first started dating first of all there are some things that he would say like they're very direct and to the point like they don't beat around the bush there's no texasisms you know in texas like we're like hey bless your heart like <laughs> if someone does something yeah that's and we're like South, you know yeah. why why on earth did they do that we're like bless your heart like you know everything will be fine just uh, prey on that. Um, and so I think there's like this sugar coating, you know, of the South or of, in Texas and in Norway, it's just like, what? Like, you know, why it's like, okay, here are the facts. And there's like no sense of sugar coating, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, when we first started dating, he would say things sometimes. And I'm like, I think, I think something's getting lost in translation. You know, like I don't, I, you said this, but I don't think you meant to say this. Mm. And he would look at me and be like, no, that's exactly what I meant. <laughs> and I was just like, oh man. <laughs> so there's some like on a relative scale, you know, to dating, like I've known it here in the States. It's like, there's some, like, there's some direct things that happen maybe before a time that I would be ready for it in right. a regular relationship. Um, but I think also that was refreshing, you know, it's like yeah. authentic, it's sincere, it's honest. Mm-hmm. And my personality, like who I am even before meeting him, I tend to like mm-hmm. relationships and communication like that. I like 
radical honesty sometimes can be tough, but it's pretty nice. And I have that in spades with him. And mm-hmm. I think that is definitely cultural. Um, and I think what he was talking about, uh, I would just like kind of wrap that up in a like chivalry bow, you know, (laughs) it's like, if you have like this concept of like a Latin lover, you know, that sweeps you off your feet and looks like the cover of romance novel. It's like, that's just not, I think that culturally dating and romance, um, are different in that way. Like Mm -hmm. it's, they don't typically go off into like fantasy worlds, you know? Mm. Um, and I think, I think part of what is your personality and not cultural is like, he's very practical. It's like, I'm like, Hey, we should at least go out. Like when we started working a lot on Sip Spy, I was like, we should at least go out on like, a, I want you to plan a date every month. And I have to ask for that, you know, like there aren't surprise dates, you know, mm. like there's not like, they're well, not one or two. Maybe (laughs) there aren't a lot of surprises, you know, and I think that's like, but I I don't think that's cultural. But the flip side, it would be like, if you said, Hey, I want to go on a date, then he will do it probably. Right. Like it's like, just say it. And it'll get done. A calendar reminder to plan a date. And he has a calendar reminder every month just to plan a date. (laughs) Listen, I feel you. I'm very much an engineer and like I'm very engineering minded in a way. So I I try to structure things and I try to make sense of things. So I think that's more coming from that part. Yeah, not not, uh, Norwegian men. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not general. No, I need calendar reminders for just about everything in my life. Yeah. So that's really good. So you kind of hit on you guys are working together and um, and already like you're getting into the tension we're talking about a little bit like, well, yeah. OK, so we're working together. We're in this. I, I think you would still consider it a startup phase of, an, of a company. Yeah. And also we're in relationship. Like talk about the tension of that that you guys feel. Is there a story that has hit recently that kind of hits it dead on that you've had to work through? I honestly, the way I would answer is like, we might be pretty boring for your show because (laughs) I I think the unique part of what we do. So we don't, if we were both dealing with like the business and building the business or both doing marketing, it would be probably challenging because we both tend to want to lead. We both tend to want to drive things forward. We both have ideas about things and how we want to do it. And I think what's unique about how we're structured is that I deal with all the technical things. Stacy deals with all the business and marketing things. And so, but also Stacy understands engineering from a product management perspective. So she understands what I'm doing. And I can also understand what Stacy's doing on marketing and business. And I don't, I'm not as good as she is and I'm not as deep, but on a high level, I understand. So we, we can both understand what each other's doing, but we also respect the others, um, basically strength in those areas. Hmm. So. Yeah. That allows us to, we're connecting on a higher level on what we want to do in the different areas, but we don't get into each other's business when it gets down into the details. Right. Yeah, I think we have, like, who we are as professionals, like, we have really complementary skills. So Mm -hmm. I think, like, generally, it's pretty easy for us to stay in our own lanes, like, Mm -hmm. in terms of the day-to-day at work and, like, how, what we work on, how we work together. I think, too, like... I actually like someone asked me that, uh, like, or I get asked questions about what it what it's like to work with your spouse, and um, I think early on in our dating relationship, you know, I mentioned like how direct, um, mm-hmm. like, and to the point, you know, Norwegians can be. I think uh, we learned how to communicate and like problem solve and like uh, work through conflict really early in our relationship. And I think in our dating relationship, like I think what maybe a lot of people probably wait until after they're married, you know, to Mm -hmm. like get into it. Um, we kind of got into it like after three months of dating, like we started arguing (laughs) and fighting and it's like, I was like, okay, uh, we love each other. We're crazy about each other. It's like, let's make conflict like, reasonable and loving, you know? Mm. And so it's like, we actually both did quite a bit of work in our early dating days to work through conflict with each other. And Mm. I think too, that's just our personalities. We're both type A, we're both like high achiever personalities. So it's like, 
we like to move fast and get a lot done. And so I think when you have two people like that in a romantic relationship, like you can butt heads, Mm -hmm. like, um, and so it's like, we definitely had to like give ourselves the right, like conflict resolution tools as a couple. And I think that honestly, like makes working together so much better um, Mm -hmm. than what it would have been. Um, And I think too, like, I tell people uh, what I like if people are like considering going into work together and they're like, Oh my God, no, like it's just not for everyone. Um, And like, um, I think that Ivan and I are really conscious about giving each other space, you know, Mm -hmm. like we actually drive into work separately and it's like, I really relish like Mm -hmm. time by myself in the morning. And so Ivan wakes up at like, 5 30 6 o'clock in the morning and I sleep in until 7 30 and so then he's already gone you know when I'm getting up and getting ready for work and I kind of have this like time to myself in the morning um and then like going home in the evening like if we have personal errands to run we run those like before we go home and when we go home we sit and have dinner together it's like we kind of come back together as husband and wife like Mm. purely Um, and so I think like, um, also like there's some evenings it's like before, you know, when we didn't work together, evenings were like our time, you know, and we made sure to like really make time for each other. But it's like with SipSpy, um, like there, uh, we still spend a lot of time together in the evenings, but it's like, there are some evenings where it's like, oh, you want to play video games? cool. Like I'm going to go play some sand volleyball. I'm going to go on a walk. I'm going to go do these things. So we like give each other a little more space than maybe what we did before. Like, just because like we have our moments like during the day that are still like, Hey, Mm -hmm. love you, babe, you know, um, Mm -hmm. that we wouldn't have otherwise. So yeah, it's, I think it's about balance and like taking time you need when you need it for us. Yep. So do you feel, do you have, even now pretty hard um, kind of boundaries around that you're talking about work at work and you're saving it for then and you're not bringing that home or are you guys kind of like, nope, it's all integrated together? So we, both of us will work on sit by things at home. I think Stacy is a little bit more, she wants to segment it a little bit more so that when it's off time, it's definitely off time. And please don't talk from, talk, talk to me about work. <laughs> I am a little bit more, I'll have some slip out now and then some kind of thoughts or comments. And it's like, ah, let's not talk about it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're pretty good at, we're, we're really trying to focus on other things and work. And it's really easy that when both of you are spending so much time on the same thing, a lot of your experiences is they're all about work, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's important to get other experiences and do other things together yeah. so that you have other things to talk about and other things to enjoy than just work. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the work in progress. That's something that takes time because initially when you're doing a company like this, it consumes so much time. Mm-hmm. Right. This what are some like of those things that you guys off. do? So what would be something like if a listener is listening and saying, oh my gosh, I 100% agree with that. What's what would be something? Go take some ballroom dancing. Yeah, we've <laughs> done that before. <laughs> well, even even just prioritizing friends, uh, going to a restaurant together, and also we've been trying to start traveling a bit again. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's also it takes a bit because you have to leave leave the business right. in the hands of everyone else to mm-hmm. take care of, and so. But that's what that's some of what we want to do and are working doing more. So we actually went to Norway this Christmas hmm. for five, six days. Yeah. And that was great. Kind of let the baby. Yeah. My, for a little bit. my favorite thing that we do together is just like, and it's like, maybe it's just like my favorite thing personally to do um, is to like take walks or like to go out on a hike, um, mm-hmm. like to go be outside together mm-hmm. and like go do something like we've done workout classes together before. Um, and that's always really fun for mm-hmm. me. Um, yeah, I think like, honestly, like the event and I like, it sounds so cheesy, just sitting together and talking or like being in an environment. And that's something that actually has been a challenge with SipSpy. Cause it's like, it's actually, it's funny 
given how achievement oriented we are, Sips by has almost become like, it's like this thing that we're building together. And there's so much reward out of that. And both of us really value that as individuals. Mm -hmm. So it has been super all consuming. But I think for me, it's like, this is something I even left his job at Scilabs full time in May in 2019 to join me. But it's like, this is something I've been doing full time for like three years and like mm-hmm. full time, like times two or three, you know, right. it's like yeah. seven days a week around the clock, waking up in the middle of the night with like a flood of ideas and you've got to get it out. And so I think like I, it's just like recent months, really, I've hit my point where I'm like, nope, I'm out of the office. Like, and I'll, and I'll literally, and that's, it's like part of like, it's not even conflict resolution. It's more just about like having a personal boundary and saying like, Hey, Shetta, like talk to me, talk to me about this tomorrow. You know, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. you can go. And I, I literally have told him and a few times recently, it's like, it's like, you can go think through this and you can go like, you know, play with this concept if you'd like to, but like, I'm going to sit here and watch Netflix and really enjoy it. Like mm-hmm. I'm getting into the show like, <laughs> and, and he's cool with that, you know? Yeah. And I think that, um, and again, that, that is like, we really respect each other and we want the other to be like so full, um, and happy as an individual, I think like, but like, and that's where the challenge with that with Sips by is like, in those little like lulls, like where I'm feeling like I need more space from Sips by, it's like the, like I've got to pull him out of Sips by brain. And like, um, one of the things we enjoy as like a couple is like theorizing. It's like, we get really geeky and intellectual and we like like board games a lot. I'd say we're both obsessed with board games. So like any of our friends or family that are like, wanting to get together and play board games with us, we jump on that. Mm-hmm. Um, game night. <laughs> and that's and like, what are the top board games right now for you? Because we... We're big game night people. I mean, I'm definitely the better board game player in the family. Oh, <laughs> he, he, uh, like, he wants to bring it on. We're very competitive. I'm just joking. What are your yeah. go-to board games right now? Settlers of Catan has oh, been boy. the biggest Ooh. one. That's recently. created the greatest marital problems of our lives. We We've banded had, it from our yeah, house. Yeah, we couldn't do it anymore. But what else <laughs> What else do you have? Um, we really like... So Settlers of Catan is our favorite right now. Yeah. The train game. Yeah. Or like Ticket to Ride. Ticket to Ride. It's Ticket to Ride. We have yeah. all of them. Yeah. Um, those are probably our top two, like yeah. recently. Otherwise, like we play chess, like there's this one breakfast spot I like going to and we'll play. Ch- if there's a chess board out somewhere, like we'll kind of look at each other. And honestly, I'm not even <laughs> that good at chess, but I think both of us are equally bad at chess. And so we're like good components for the other. Yeah, it's <laughs> just engaging. We'll yeah. win every, like I'll win some, she'll win some. Yeah. But if it's not board games, I think like we we'll read an article or we'll watch a documentary and then like just sitting there and talking about it together. And I think that's where Sipspy has kind of cannibalized some mm. of that because a lot of our like intellectual stimulation and challenges in our day to day are coming from Sipspy. Right. And I think like and that's good, you know, and we're both how passionate we both are about Sipspy is good, you know, right. but that's where it's like given it's like sometimes I need to fill my tank, so to speak, with things outside of Sipspy. Maybe to a greater degree than him. Yeah, Yeah. Sipspy, can you explain a little bit for listeners that don't know what that is, can you explain explain what it is you've created? Sipspy. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Sipspy is a tea discovery service and it's um, practically, it's a month-to-month subscription box and we've partnered with over 150 different tea brands around the world our customers go and take a profile quiz where they tell us what they like and don't like about tea or what they're interested in and what they're not interested in from loose versus bagged teas, caffeinated or not caffeinated teas, what flavor types they want and don't want. Um, and a whole slew of, uh, they can tell us allergy, you know, pre- or allergy, uh, any allergies they have, dietary preferences or restrictions. And then, um, so That's where this guy comes in. He wrote all of our personalization algorithms. Um, And so like people take a profile quiz and then we have 
and built this technology, it will select four unique teas for each customer based on their profile. Okay. Um, and we ship it out to them in a monthly box. Awesome. And we also take feedback from customers. So when they taste the tea, they can tell us what they liked, what they didn't like. And that will go get fed back into the algorithm. And we learn more and more about uh, about them as they taste teas. So right. we will get closer and closer to exactly what they're their best is. Yeah. And so, what made you what made you come up with this? I mean, we ever we've all heard of subscription boxes in different ways, but was is tea your passion or how did this all come to be? Yeah, I I'm obsessed with tea. <laughs> so I I joke around, I tell people I used to collect miniature tea sets when I was a little kid. Um and um, I started drinking tea really when I was in college and coffee just is, it uh, doesn't sit well with me. It's like too strong. And I feel like anxious when I drink coffee. And I think with tea, um, it's like, you know, when you're working and you can go into like a flow mode, like where you're just like, you forget what time it is. You look up and it's like four hours later. Mm -hmm. um, tea does that for me. And mm -hmm. I learned like later, like in my 20s, there's actually something in tea called L-theanine. Oh. And um, it's the only bioavailable source of L-theanine really in anything naturally growing um, in the world that you can consume. Um, and so L-theanine promotes a sense of calm. And when you couple that with caffeine, it's like you get like kind of the up of caffeine with like a groundedness and like calming effect like of Soothing, yeah. yeah. So, and it I like it. caffeine, like the way that caffeine plays out, like how your body processes it is like, it actually, it's like, you know, you eat foods that are like low glycemic index mm -hmm. and then like you don't have blood sugar like drops or spikes. Right. Um, basically tea does that for caffeine relative to coffee. Right. It's like a low glycemic index that like keeps your caffeine buzz like steady and right. longer. And you're not going to get the drop afterwards. Yeah. So that's interesting because that's very like you focused in a sense. So then we have your partner here and how are you? I mean, you're. do you love tea? Are you as passionate? How are you like coming in yeah. on this or is it more about like the coding that gets exciting for you? Well, that's, that's a, that's a great question. Initially I used to be a big coffee drinker, uh, but I actually, I had to cut down because it got way too much and I actually switched over. I cut caffeine completely for half a year and I just drank or, um, herbal teas. So I, I got to taste a lot of different things and then I started ramping up on other different tea types. So, and we have so much tea. Uh, so because we, we see all the different tea that's out there and we have quite a bit at home as well. So I really started enjoying tea, mm. um, but that's that came a little bit later. Uh, so there was, there's been a process for me and I, I today I will mix it up. I'll drink a big coffee in the morning and then I'll have tea throughout the day. On Saturdays, I'll drink mainly tea. Mm. Um, so I, I really enjoy that. But the thing for me here Initially, when Stacy started thinking about this and playing with it, it was a fun coding experiment. It's like, how can we build this algorithm? Okay. And it started with building that and simulating like how people would react to this. So I had a simulation with people in it, and I gave them tea, and I got feedback. And that was a very simple version of what we have today. Today, it's kind of a beast. Right. Um, but uh, in a good way. Yeah. yeah. It was, and it was really that that triggered it initially. I really, I, I really believe in what we're doing with tea, and I've seen it as well in being able to explore and learn more and really appreciate tea. Mm -hmm. And the added value for me is being able to build these systems that support. So the algorithm is one thing, but also supporting the business and supporting fulfillment and mm -hmm. our web websites. Right. It, Huge, and it's really exciting to do that and have a lot of customers that come through and use that. So yeah. that's part of the enjoyment for me. So yeah. were you guys building this while you were dating? Like, what? I know you had a different job. Were you just kind of helping in and jumping in? Were you date? What, yeah, because I'm curious. I'm yeah, and I'm curious. I want to add to that, and I'm curious when you when you decided to join uh, Stacy in this work. I'm curious about the negotiations of pay in that moment. 
<laughs> like, how benefits. did that go what down? Are my benefits? Yeah, benefits. That's an interesting way to say. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So timeline wise, this started after we got married. Uh, okay, you were married. Okay. Okay. Stacy was working on other things before that, but took some time to really think about what the next step should be after okay. we got married. And about a half a year after that was when we really sat down and built the first version of everything. Mm-hmm. That was Christmas of 2017. Okay, so and you were helping with the building, but you at that time you still had your own other job, right? Yeah, yeah. This okay. was my. This was like a hobby for me. I've always had a coding hobby on the side, especially when my main job has not been about coding or building things. I love I've the nerds. And the last, he's like a total like just like he's an engineer geek I and love he loves them. every minute of it. Like. He loves being behind multiple monitors, like cranking out code and playing with stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And at at that time, I was working in in product management and marketing strategy uh, at my previous job. So I was completely away from coding. I still required, I managed requirements and other things like that, but I didn't code. So this was perfect. So it was a challenge that was very welcome. This is your little side thing. Actually, sometimes. Um, I tell people that I think Sipspy actually brought us closer together mm. because like what our lives looked like before Sipspy when I had like, you know, a regular work-life balance was like, I'd wake up on Saturday and I'm like, all right, what are we going to do together today? Like, let's go out. Let's go on a three-hour hike. Let's go um, downtown and walk around Town Lake, you know? And he'd be like, uh, I wonder like, work on this home automation project <laughs> I have going on. Like, so like this guy and I'd be like, okay, we're going to go get brunch and play chess. And then you can like, right. <laughs> like, I had to like negotiate time away from coding, you know? Yeah. And I think so like when, and actually like he got into SipSpy, he was kind of like looking over my shoulder at like this Excel spreadsheet that I was going to use to launch it. And he's like, you can't do it that way. Like, there, like, there's a better way to do that. And I was just, like, I'm sure that went over real well after yeah. all the work you had just put into that spreadsheet. Well, I mean, honestly, the spreadsheet wasn't that great. Um, <laughs> so he was kind of like, just give me ten minutes, you know, just give me ten uh, minutes, I'll show you something. And um, so I was just kind of like, okay, like, because I knew any, I believed even then, like anything he did, even if he spent like ten minutes on it or. 30 minutes would likely be better than what I had done. Yeah. Um, I was, I had a realistic, I wasn't, my ego wasn't bruised. I was like, Oh, this is going to be awesome. Yeah. You yeah. know? Um, but it was never on in my head to pull him in. You yeah. know, I think like the business is definitely, um, everything that happened in the time frame it happened in is very different because he got involved, mm-hmm. you know? So, so this was really an advanced hobby for me, uh, where I was working on this, as anyone else will be working on stuff in their garage or working on a car, mm. I will be coming home and I'll be playing with this stuff. Yeah. So, and it's really, it's been really exciting going through and it's, it's of course been ramping up. It was ramping up over the years and it got to a point where we saw that we really need to have someone in full time on this Yeah. because it's not, I'm not able to do it. I, I, it's really important for me to do a really good job at my main job. And I was working overtime on my main job as well. And then I had the hobby project, right? So, so that kind of, and we, we talked multiple times about the fact that at some point it would be awesome to actually do this together full time. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we'd already talked about that and, Actually, when we started dating, I didn't believe in working together with family on a business at all. So, Interesting. But throughout this experience and us working together and me kind of coding on this, we really saw that this, or I saw, Stacy always believed in it and Stacy always wanted to work with me. But I saw that this is definitely possible and mm-hmm. this, it was work, working really well. So we got to a point where we seriously started considering um, getting another person, another me into the company. And we started looking at what is that going to cost us? And at this point, we weren't taking any salary at all. Uh, and we, we thought that we couldn't do that. So we, But we would have to pay someone else to come in and do what I did. And that one, it kind of clicked for me. And I was sitting, I was, it, it was a really, took, it was five minutes. I realized that it was like a light bulb moment. It's like, we could take that money instead 
I could come up full time and we can actually go and do this. Hmm. So that was, um, it just hit me and I went for a little walk and I'd pretty much decided it took me half an hour to be like settled on it. Hmm. So I came home that evening. I basically told Stacy, Hey, we have to talk. <laughs> <laughs> and we, uh, we sat down and Stacy was very open to it. And she was a little bit, she wasn't jumping on it in, immediately because I am, um, it's really, it's been really important for Stacy to, that I do what I want to do. Hmm. She hasn't wanted to pull me in because she wants me in there. She wants me to do it because I want it. Hmm. Uh, but we talked through it and we also made sure that financials on our personal side would be okay. Yeah. Um, because up to this point, my other job had basically been underwriting, paying, yeah. Exactly. Paying rent and everything. So we were able to make it work. And yeah, I, I actually turned in my resignation the day after. Wow. Mm-hmm. I love hearing that story because we work with so many startup people and the backstory of getting to where you need to be to be able to do this kind of thing together or even as one person, it's like we most people don't realize and we talk to people a lot about this is like, OK, if one person is pursuing that dream, who is going to pay the bills? You know, like that's like a real conversation we have with people because it, it's it, like you, you there's real life things happening here and you have to have honest conversations around that. Yeah. You just can't just jump. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's like one thing, like I've been super conscious of, you know, like my, I've been, um, a co-founder and a startup before sips by like, but I've, it's been a real luxury, you know, um, to have a partner that like, allowed me to focus on building Sipspy full time, you know? And I think I'm, I'm like, I'm like that alpha puppy that like, you can't like hold down on its back, you know? So I'm like, I'm really independent. I don't like taking assistance or help. And I think that's one thing it actually like, um, I even, even like why, one of the reasons why I fell in love to the extent, like I was like, I want to marry this guy um, because I can be vulnerable with him. And so I think like from my perspective, it took a lot of vulnerability to even be okay in a situation that I wasn't like contributing financially, like mm. to our home and partnership. Yeah. And I, like, it's like, I'm grateful for it. Like definitely like a privilege and luxury to have a partner and that could sustain like our cost of living. Hmm. Um, cause I know it's like, I, I have a lot of friends um, who are entrepreneurs here in Austin and it's a struggle, you know, like mm-hmm. they've got to balance a job and trying to grow their company at the same time. Like my husband wasn't only just like financially supporting us. He was like, side hustling, you know, <laughs> and coding in his free time, which he loved. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think it's like, uh, he's just been, he's, he's sips by his first investor, you know? Yeah. Um, hmm. That's so. a cool way to look at it. And you have to have somebody that's going to pay for the shots at one in the morning when you go dancing. Yeah. I, I just, <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that. I mean, I think, I think that's a real story. Now, are you guys at a place where you're more financially sustainable now than you were at that time? Was the decision worth moving forward? Oh yeah, absolutely. So it was at that point, it was at multiple levels. Like we didn't want to get ourselves into a situation that where we would have to pull ourselves out because we weren't okay personally. So we needed to make sure that our personal economy was okay. And also that the business would be able to act, that we would be able to kind of take this all the way. Mm. So, and we've been very careful. So this has been one of the other things that we've been working together on, uh, which is the financials of the business. So that's a, some a place where I've put a lot of time in and this is where we're having negotiations. That's probably the place where we have the most negotiations, like how mm. much money can we spend on different things? Right. And like people and marketing and other things like that. Mm. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's going really well. Yeah. Yeah. And you mentioned, you know, like there wasn't ever really any conflict on who got paid what. Um, I think the only like, it's like, we were just really practical. That's what I was like earlier in this call. (laughs) We're kind of boring in some ways because we're really practical and we approach things like pretty level headed with each other and like drop egos as -hmm. much as is reasonable at the door. Um, I think actually like the only time it got really awkward was when we were, 
it was it was actually like well before I even came to work full time on SipSpy. And from my perspective, like I'm putting in seven days a week, like 24 hours a day on the business at this time. I was the marketer, I was legal, I was the box folder, the box packer, the printer, I was the schlepper of everything. You know, like it was just like I was the woman who did, I was literally like the only one doing everything for the business. And um, except for, you know, maintaining this personalization algorithm and MBD, right? And, and everything else technical. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and so, um, but, and so like you get, we hit this point where it was like, we actually, the business started getting traction. And I think like, I don't remember when it was specifically, like maybe we had hit a thousand customers or so. And it was around that actually, yeah, we would have passed a thousand customers at this time. Cause we had to like, um, draw up, you know, we were like working on some legal docs. And I think when we, it was a natural time, you know, to say, okay, like let's define stake. And I kind of took this like selfish <laughs> entrepreneurial stance, you know, I was like, um, I was like, well, I mean, we're married, so you get 50% of what I have, you know, so shouldn't that just be good enough? There was something about like putting it on paper. And I was like, this is my baby. So like, you wanted to be the sole owner is yeah. that right? And then, and then it's like, well, but you're married. So you get a little, we'll deal with that later. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I'm um, totally not fair, you know? Um, but it was also kind of like that protective of this thing. That's um, your baby. That blood, sweat, tears went into, you know? Yeah. And, um, I think, uh, he stood his ground on it and I'm glad in hindsight, I'm really glad that he did, but it wasn't, um, <laughs> He remained like really grounded through every conversation we had about it. And I think it was easier for him to remain grounded, yeah. right? Because like he still had his professional identity as like this high tech guy, you mm -hmm. know, working in some really cool stuff with semiconductors when like this was my professional, you know, I had ego and like this was my professional identity. This is my thing. You know, you have your thing. This is my thing. And now I have to share my thing with you. Like totally not... Um, appreciating enough, like, you know, he, dude, he's your first investor, like yeah. take a breath. And, so where did you and, land on the split? Are we, can we say that? Oh, maybe not. Yeah. I don't know. We, you don't have he, to say it. He has, it's not public. He, he, he has something that is very fair and reasonable. Yeah. And <laughs> I like it. Well, I'm, I'm happy where I'm at. And there are some other details because, you 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 have when when a couple is working together on a business, you also have the question from invest potential investors about sure. like what would happen if if something went wrong with you guys. Exactly. Sure. So, yeah. uh, so she has controlling stake, and and that's there are other things that are important there. So one of the things that we've done from the very beginning is that so she ultimately she is the boss, mm -hmm. and that's we've just that, that's how we do it. So she has last say. <laughs> She's happy with that. I'll be pushing back really hard if there are things I don't agree with. But this is also a really important thing to agree on in a, within a couple that's managing a business together. Right. Because that avoids a lot of problems. Yeah. So I'll give all my inputs. I'll push back hard. But ultimately, Stacey has the last say. Hmm. Right. So, and that also from an outside perspective, looking at number of shares, that's also visible there. Right. So yeah. I, that's important both for our relationship, but also for investors and others. That That's a great sense. answer. That's that good. Makes sense. I have one question. Um, as I was kind of writing notes, as you guys kind of explain things, there's a couple words that I heard used a couple times and I'm curious, it might not be true, but I just want to give an observation. One, you kind of uh, use the word practical for him. And I heard you use the word romantic twice. That, that, that there's and I'm curious are those two tensions that exist in your relationship is that is that true to who you are and is that a tension that you guys play out and because I have a feeling there's other people that have that same tension in relationship I, I think we probably have a little bit of that so I am I am the person that would if there's a problem ahead of me I will grind on it till it's done and out of the way and Sometimes that takes place for other that that's kind of takes priority for mm -hmm. in place of other thoughts about like oh maybe we should go and do this stuff to get together today. Mm -hmm. So that is there's definitely something there 
Um, it, it has its good sides because I'm able to get through things, but it also is, yeah, challenging sometimes. Yeah. And you're, you're actually like, you're so observant. Um, so <laughs> I think, uh, we, it's something we've actually talked about, you know, mm. like we've had conversations about this and like, I think there are a number of different, like things that I could say, like, I think the first and most important thing is just like, I tell Ivan this, I tell my family, you know, and and good friends this, he is the perfect partner for me. You know, like I come along with like, he may be practical, like I'm a whole lot of other little things. And so (laughs) it's like my older sister calls Ivan the Stacy whisperer, um, literally, because like, I have like my like emotions. And um, it's like, he definitely this guy, like, I've never been more vulnerable to someone and open to someone and felt safe doing that. And I think like when his practicality has brought things into my life that like, I didn't even know I wanted like 20 something year old Stacy would have been like, sweep me off my feet, like surprise me all the time. Uh, Take me on romantic dates um, and read my mind. And like, woo me all the time, you know? Um, but I think like, it's actually like what we have to me is so much more meaningful and fulfilling and like how we challenge each other, you know, is people like our partnership is way better than like some of that stuff. And it's like, I actually, he's probably not going to like this example (laughs) because it's something he's working on, but like, I love flowers, you know? Um, and like now, like there's this awesome florist here in Austin. He's like out of a grocery store and I just get myself flowers, you know, Mm -hmm. and he likes it when I bring home flowers from the store and Mm -hmm. it's something we enjoy together. And it's like, it might not be, you know, he doesn't like this example. (laughs) (laughs) They're (laughs) hugging, they're smiling. (laughs) So for me, flowers is challenging because it's, it's, um, they die. And it's right from a, from a like engineering point of view, like what works together, what colors work with what other colors and what the shit I like, what the shit not like. So I'm trying it now and then I'm, and I'm looking at the feedback I get and it's like, okay, this was good. This is not good. But it's a, it's a work in progress. So she, she gets her flowers now and then to make sure she has something she definitely likes. Uh, but we're also, yeah. I'm learning. Well, yeah. I, I think I think uh, talking about that. The reason why I brought it up is because it's not because either one of you are doing anything wrong. Like that. That's not. It's not a right or wrong thing. It's like there's a way that we see the world that is a little bit different, and but yet that's actually why you are drawn towards each other, also, and need each other, and desire each other, and want each other. So I think it's a beautiful example. Yeah. Yeah. All right, you guys, we're going to do our final question that we ask every couple, which is... Wait, hang on, which by the way, this, I have loved, loved, loved this interview. So thank you. Yes. This is like a... Um, Jeff's like with another I could, entrepreneurial I, well, couple and yeah. he's just in all his happy place. I mean, I could hang with you guys for a long time. I know you're probably like, I don't know who you guys are, but thank you we, for sharing what you guys yeah. do. No, thank you. We should. I was like, let's get together and play set there. I guess settlers is off limits. Uh, just not take settlers. it to ride. Take it to ride. <laughs> ride. Okay. <laughs> All right. Final question. Is it possible to change the world and what you're doing with your work, stay in love and raise a healthy family? Yes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely. I, there's, I think it's all like that actually like for me and for us, I think that doing this in a partnership is wonderful, you know, Mm -hmm. and I can see it going really wrong depending on the partnership and the dynamic. But I think like I, what we're doing with SISPI actually, it's like, I'll say that I, I'm surprised because as much as, he is the perfect husband and romantic partner for me. Um, I some there are days when I'm like, we're really good at running and growing this business together, mm-hmm. and it's like people will compare startups to babies, you know, and like we don't have children, but this 
this company feels like the investment, the time, the energy, the effort, how drained we are at the end of some <laughs> days, you know, it feels like I, 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 as you know, a woman, I haven't gone through those physical, <laughs> there's been no, nothing physical, you know, that I've endured to birth this business. Um, right. But I think that like, it's brought us closer together. Um, mm. So like, I don't know about raise a family, like it's definitely enabled us to learn each other in a whole new way and nurture our connection to each other in a whole mm. new way. Like mm. it's an, it's been, it's brought us closer together, you know, yeah. as husband and wife. Um, I think I, that's actually, it's funny that you ask, you know, cause we have family planning talks and I look at him and I'm just like, I like, you know, how are we going to do this? Like if we're going to do it, yeah. Um, I'm like I'm at the age I'm, a, I, I'm a Jerry, I'm past the age of a geriatric mother. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in that age. phase, you know, it's the worst name. It's like, I literally was Google Googling like perimenopause the other day. Cause I'm like, <laughs> I'm getting gray hair. I've got, I've got stuff happening, you know? Um, and it's uh, like, <laughs> uh, you know, I have a mother before Thanksgiving right. dinner. That's like, dear God, please bring me a grandchild. Um, I've got two sisters oh, no. around the same age. Actually now she's just kind of given up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Lost hope in your ovaries. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't know, you know, I don't know. Um, like we, we definitely like, I do know if we are parents one day, like, I think we'd be freaking awesome parents together. Mm. And I think that this experience of, you know, birthing a business and raising a business together, growing it together, like it gives me a whole hell of a lot of confidence that we'd be yeah. really good at bringing a kid into the world. So partnering again. Yeah. Um, if anything, I was, I was so terrified for most of my life of having children that like this actually gave me more confidence that I could do it with him. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's awesome. <laughs> and now it's time for the breakdown. Yes. You, you really loved them. You were fangirling all over the place what over you, there. Fangirling? Yeah, it's oh, when I you just, really, really like something. I just enjoyed the conversation. You know, in this work that we're doing, I can enjoy it. I do 100% agree and, with you. And you don't have to call me a fangirl. So, <laughs> <laughs> so what was your favorite parts about that discussion? Um, I think that it was really interesting, this combination of... You know, she explained him as practical, radical honesty, all these things that in some ways I think at first she was like thrown back by. But in the end, I think it really attracted her. It's something that she really needs. And then she's this romantic, outdoors, outdoorsy person. She wants to do these adventures and all this kind of stuff. And I have a feeling he really desires that out of her. And I think there's something really interesting about two people that may not operate the exact same that are so attracted together. And I, I mean, the truth is you and I are very different and yet we're extremely attracted to each other. Yeah, that's, that's, that's good. That's good. <laughs> I thought you were going to go into a different whole attraction thing. But I also, I really liked when they were talking about getting other experiences. So basically just so that not everything is revolving around work where not everything is being talked about work, every, you know, and finding other things that they can enjoy together. Yeah. Um, I think it not only having something different to talk about, but it brings out other parts of our partner that we might not see in normal work days if we work together mm-hmm. or just normal everyday task day life. Well, yeah. And I think sometimes we, when we are working a lot, even in the downtimes, we end up working on that same thing. So I think they've done an incredible job of consistently getting outside of their work to find connection. Mm-hmm. They're like, it's in a chess game. It's in Settlers of Catan. It's going on a walk. They, I mean, I think they have tapped into this thing that most people are not willing to go above and beyond to connect with each other. And you have to find that. We have to find that. Yeah. Otherwise, you get caught up in the same conversations about the same tensions, about the same, you know, we have to get outside of that to reconnect, to remind ourselves why we love each other. And then ultimately, remind ourselves why we're doing what we're doing. Yeah. 
I also loved that they don't drive to work together. That was really interesting. To me, I, oh, I love that because on top of this, finding something to do and be together, they're also finding their own alone time, their own individual time that they each separately need. And I think that's just as important. Yeah. And for us, I mean, we don't like how each other drives. <laughs> Y'all, that is if you truth. know anything about that, us, we can argue about anything. So well, let's just add driving to the list. I mean, mo- I have a feeling I've never done the research on this, but 90%, 99% of all couples do not appreciate how the other person drives. Maybe, but maybe we should drive always separately. <laughs> We're going to go on a date. Okay. We'll drive separate. No, I thought that was really interesting though, because when you're spending all the time together, you got to find times to separate and have alone time and, um, and, and have connection with your friends and whatever that is. But I, I thought that was a really, really cool thing. Another thing I wanted to add is, um, this perspective that Stacy brought, which I thought was really good. And I, I want to quote her on this one. She said, it's, it's a luxury to have a partner to let me pursue my dream. Hmm. And that was on the first part of launching this, like identify on one hand, it was like super vulnerable to say, Hey, my husband's going to support me right now hmm. and letting me do this. And then the flip side of that is a different perspective to say, Whoa, this is a luxury that I have a stable person that can pay the bills so that I can pursue this dream. Mm-hmm. And um, identifying that, calling it what it is, not being like, embarrassed by it it's that's that's partnership yeah that's relationship that's like saying no i believe in your purpose and i want to support it and there's going to be a season when it's vice versa and that's been part of our story too yeah that was really really beautiful well we're super thankful for them and we and i'm definitely not trying to pronounce his name again the proper way is even. But the founders all, of the, the Sips founders by. Are, of Sips by are amazing. They really are. But look them up, S I P S space by, and they are such a cool tea company that I'm might just go and buy myself a oh. subscription. <laughs> A prescription. <laughs> um, yeah, I think when we go to Austin next, um, we're going to be hitting them up. Gonna we're going to do a games. little game night. It's on. I'm going to beat you like no, usual. No, Yes. No. All right, everybody. Have a great day. Thank you for joining us. That's another episode of Love, Love or Work. work. This episode was produced by Matt Owen for Soul Graffiti Productions.